just just as an FYI, and this is a hundred percent going to be the cold open as part of uh, just generally explaining. Uh, two minutes before jumping on this call, I um, I was marinating pork, which isn't a euphemism, and uh, used some chili oil, mm. and I didn't realise how hot it was, and uh, thought I'd check, and now I can't feel my mouth. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, that, I thought you were going to say that you either rubbed your eyes or went to the toilet. So, of the three, this is probably the best scenario. It was an immediate, I downed about a pint of milk afterwards. <laughs> and like, oh, I, I, could, I, could, I, I could feel the milk getting warm as I was drinking it. It was that kind of horror. Well, actually, here's a good tip for you. If you ever make soup from scratch, always put a, regardless of the type of soup, always put a dash of chilli um powder in it because it gives the illusion of the soup staying hotter for longer <laughs> you guys are making a podcast Ugh, no one asked for this so welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harris me graham jones and this week for reasons we are not going to explain, we are covering characters who should have been retired. Yes. Um, characters who essentially we've seen far too much of, we don't need to see any more of, and even if a load of other people seem to think that they should still be around, we don't want them. Yeah, and, and some people even may have been grateful that they had been around for as long as they have, but... To be honest, it just felt a bit dull. It made things boring, for one. It made things boring, and it meant... Sorry, I mean, I mean, hypothetically. Hypothetically, it made things boring. <laughs> yeah, and hypo- hypothetically, we felt cheated. Hypothetically. It's just, it's just a very deflating subject for us to cover. It makes me want to destroy my phone. Yeah. <laughs> something, something, something. Spying. Um, <laughs> but it's, a, it's an interesting one, because there are... I I, I want to say, I, I keep wanting to say Hollywood, but it's not. That's not really how TV and film works anymore. Um, you shit words. gets overdone. There we go. We'll leave it at that. Shit gets overdone. A lot of the time, I, I think, and it's something we've kind of talked about before, that once, once a production company realises something is popular, mm. they cling on to it like a dog with a popular piece of intellectual property. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing. And I've, I think I've spoken about it at length is the whole sequel, the sequel issue of a sequel being commissioned before there's actually an idea or a story to be told. And well, sometimes, sometimes before the first ones even come out. So yeah, you're right. That also happens. I can understand maybe a little bit in terms in that, scenario for series but again i think that's predicated on the fact that the series has something you know there is a a longer kind of um timeline of events that it's going to cover but yeah the minute something's like you know this is coming out this week and they've already confirmed the next three versions of the film yeah there's there's something not it doesn't sit quite right with me there yeah like like some sometimes it makes sense like for example uh, Dune that came out last year is the first half of a story. Yeah, in, so, in, in like, that. that 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 makes sense. 
in that example, if you're telling something that is yeah is over, you know, yeah, or or is a is obviously a trilogy. But again, you're right. But that's because the content is already there. There's a story yeah. that's already been told. They're just making it, you know, so you don't have to sit in a cinema for seven hours straight. Which I would do, to be fair. And I think that's more a comment on me than the film industry in general. But are there are there any characters then which we have had countless interpretations of and films and things like that which you still can't get enough of um oh that's a good question um because i still i i know i know like avengers fatigue is a thing but i still lap up every bit of mcu which is thrown out there yeah and i know i know i know that makes me part of the problem (laughs) but (laughs) i fucking love it weirdly i've I've not seen any of the movies yet post Endgame. Actually, I tell a lie. I saw Far From Home. I haven't seen any of the other ones since since that. I wonder if it is. I don't know if it's. Um, obviously, it felt like it came to a natural end at the end of Phase. Is it Phase Four that Endgame finished off? Yeah. Uh, th- maybe three or four. It, I think it was. I think it was four. Anyway, wh- whatever. It finished off the, that the Infinity actual, Saga. Yeah, and then obviously. Far From Home was, it felt a little bit outside of it because it was the Spider-Man movie and they were kind of starting to integrate but not fully integrated. I haven't seen No Way Home? Is that the new one? Yes. So I haven't seen that because I haven't seen the other ones in between. So Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Eternals. But then also there's an element of like not wanting to see it. No, I don't think not wanting to see it. I've just not had the drive to see them for two reasons. One, probably because how everything closed out and two because apart from the new spider-man everything's had not been the most well received of films yeah i mean it's um it's it's an interesting one as well because i haven't fallen out of watching the marvel stuff but i this is i don't know why this keeps coming up with arrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the arrowverse stuff it got to a point where i I think I moved house, so I missed a couple of episodes. And missing a couple of episodes is then compounded because you have to multiply it by the amount of TV shows that were currently simultaneously going. Yeah. So missing missing three weeks meant that I was twelve episodes behind. Yeah, and they're hour long ones, right? So you're yeah. half a day so, behind. And I I couldn't be bothered to catch up in time to watch like the big crossover bit, which is what it's all about. And I'm wondering if it would be the same with Marvel. Like, the new Doctor Strange, I'm really looking forward to. But also, that's with the mindset of, I don't have to catch up on, what, Black Widow? That's a good, just under two hours. Eternals is two hours 45. Uh, Spider-Man's a good two and a half. Yeah. Shang-Chi, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi, to be fair. But it's still, Shang-Chi's a very, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a very kind of middle of the road it's enjoyable, but I couldn't now tell you a lot about what actually happened. Yeah, no, that's that's um, that's fair. As again, I still haven't I still haven't seen it, so I can't really comment too much. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to to find, I will get round to them at some point. I mean, I'm about to go on to fairly well in the next month or so four fairly long plane journeys, so I may ah very I true may have a chance to catch up on them. To go back to your original question though about people that have been kind of or stuff that's been i didn't say done to death but is is kind of keep on going keep on going i think 
Alien films are up there. I think I yeah. continue to watch, even though there's been a few duffers, quite like the the kind of... Um, I'm assuming you're talking Ripley Alien, not just the concept of Alien. Yeah, not just the concept of Alien films, but yeah, Ripley and uh, the uh, Xenomorphs. Nice. And probably, this is maybe another bad example, because I haven't watched the Book of Boba Fett yet, but probably Star Wars stuff as well, because I think yeah. now we've broken out of the Skywalker saga, there's a lot of interesting stuff and I know maybe that's not maybe that kind of is cheating the question because it's characters that we want lots more. Oh of. no, I, I think because because if if you, if you'd asked me pre Mandalorian, yeah, I would probably say Star Wars would have been on this list for me. Yeah, fair point. And I would have argued that it's characters, which means a choice can be a plural. But the whole the whole universe felt like it was on its last legs, and then in not the least. The least Star Warsy thing they've done has kind of bought. This is going to sound really stupid. The least Star Warsy thing they've done has kind of bought the Star Wars back into it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like in not in not trying to make a Star Wars film or series and just basically making a western with Star Wars characters, it bought everything that I loved about Star Wars back into into kind of focus. Yeah, I th- I think I had obviously Mandalorian sticks out as one of the best, but I um I had similar with Rogue One, and Rogue One is maybe more closely aligned to the Skywalker saga because it's basically a movie to fill a plot hole. But yeah, it does it becomes it, it's a similar take, right? It's kind of like a heist movie in a Star Wars scenario. Yeah, well that that's what kind of the good MCU movies do as well, mm-hmm. where it's not a it's not a superhero or Star Wars movie. It's uh, something else. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I mean, for, for me, not that they've done a lot with it recently, but I was always Predator over Alien. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I would actually arguably say some of the later Predator stuff, like Predators, I think, was really good. Yes. Um, yes. That's one with Danny Treasure in it, right? Yeah, so Pred- Predator was the first one, obviously. Yeah. Predator 2 was the second one, obviously, yeah. which is a hugely underrated film in itself. Yeah. You then had the Alien vs. Predator stuff. Yeah. Then Predators, yeah. which is the Adrian Brody, Danny Trejo one, yeah. which we've talked about before. It's a fucking amazing film. Yeah, and I think, actually, arguably, the latter, the later... Predator films are probably better than the later Alien films. Uh, but Predators is the Predator. Yeah, I never is... watched that. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, it's um, it's probably on a par with Prometheus. Okay. But the Predator also has like a viciously offensive plot point, so it elevates how bad it is. Like Prometheus, yeah. I'd still watch because at least it at least it's pretty. Yeah. I've got a really nice um, Prometheus like special edition box set that came in like a case and has all of the Alien films and a t-shirt I think somewhere in the loft. Yeah, and then Covenant. Covenant. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, it was. Um, again, it was. The, it was. It's worth watching it for Michael Fassbender. Yeah, and then that's it. I, I watched it. And now I, again, I, I couldn't, uh, I le- literally couldn't tell you anything about the plot. Yeah. I I think, and it's interesting that there's things, I guess, stuff like Alien and, you know, maybe to a certain extent Predator as well, whereby because there's not 
because they're kind of I don't want to say faceless characters because they have got faces, but like because they're the the bad guys, they're kind of you know they don't have a huge amount of personality necessarily, and maybe not a massive backstory. Maybe there's a reason that their longevity is a bit more acceptable than someone that you've dived into that kind of backstory and everything over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, and they haven't done that. Well, I guess they have to an extent on the Predator, but one of the most annoying things, or one of the most annoying, like, TV tropes, especially TV, but it happens in horror films a lot as well, is where they try to, like, oh, so we've got this nameless, evil, badass character, and now what we're going to do is explain why they're sad. Yeah. Or, and then suddenly, for no reason at all, they're going to be sorry. It's like, no... No. Out of interest, before we go on to your recommendation, are there anything, any movies or TV shows? I mean, there's the there's the obvious answer for TV shows, but where stuff was kind of where there was stuff was kind of like one and done, and we never got any more, and you would have really liked to see more of it. And when I say the obvious one, the TV shows, I'm thinking Firefly. So yeah, Fi- Firefly is the obvious answer, but also. The whole Joss Whedon thing has left me a little bit murky with whether I would have wanted more. Right. Uh, so, have you watched The Pacific yet? No. That was like a Band of Brothers follow-up, right? Yes. So, you had Band of Brothers, which was the European stuff. Then you had The Pacific, which was based in the Pacific Theatre. But there was always rumours of a third one, which would have been about the Air Force. Okay, and it was it was going to be called like the Deep Wide Blue or something like that, um, but it never happened. And I know that's two, and it's not quite one and done. But I feel like those mini series is there could have kind of had a lot of a lot yeah. a lot more to it. Um, I struggle to think of a film because a lot of the time where I've enjoyed a film and it's needed a sequel or wanted a sequel, it's generally happened. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. There's not too many movies. There's countless TV shows. Yeah, especially if I you go back many films. to the really kind of cutthroat network days of TV where stuff, you know, if it didn't get a decent amount of viewers, it would be cut like mid-season into its first, oh, first run. I got, I got into so many, like, so remember like a, the, the period after Lost? Yeah. You had loads of like really high concept stupid sci-fi stuff yeah so there was one called was like the secret room or the room or Mm. something and it was about this motel room that randomly disappeared and all of the objects now have a specific like paranormal aspect to them okay so one one makes you like invisible or something like that and I got really into that, and then it got cancelled halfway through the first season, and never got an answer to it. I, it, it, <laughs> I start, I started getting like what I will now refer to as sci-fi anxiety. Yeah, because any anything like that, you would start to get really into, and then it would be taken away from you. It's like, please, like at least end with. Uh... So I think Pushing Daisies did it. So yeah. Pushing Daisies was a detective show about a guy who could reanimate people by touching them for a minute. Or something. It was really weird, and I loved it. But they found out they were going to be cancelled, so they basically added like a thirty-second epilogue to what should have just been the end of a normal episode. 
And it just basically very okay. quickly ran through and then ended the story. It was like, ah, cool. I, I could live with that. Yeah, my, my biggest one that I was gutted about. Actually, there's, there's two that stick out. One was less so, but really enjoyable. Uh, it was a um, gang TV show called The Black Donnellys, which explored like, okay. Irish gangsters in New York, yeah. which was really well done, but it just never kind of went anywhere. And then Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was... The basically the Matthew is it Matthew Perry? yeah Matthew Perry like the SNL kind of was that was that Sorkin yeah it was Sorkin yeah yeah was that only a series only got one series yeah got cancelled didn't realize that it had a hell of a cast as well so it had um had Matthew Perry as first I think it might have been his first thing outside of Friends because this came out in two thousand and six that rings a bell yeah it had Amanda Peet uh, Bradley Whitford Stephen Weber DJ DJ DL Hewley Sarah Paulson was in it uh, but like it was uh, oh even um and Simon Helberg was in it as well what's his face from uh, Big Bang Theory I forget his name the one that's not a doctor I can't I can't remember either <laughs> it was it was such a good show and it was it's interest it was kind of what it was like the serious version of what 30 rock is okay yeah yeah that makes sense the behind the scenes of running a snl type tv show you never saw the show it was always the lead up to it yeah so another one that in the in the lost uh the vacuum left by lost anyway did you watch flash forward <laughs> yeah. fucking hell but like, i'm not saying it was good but i wanted answers <laughs> yeah i think i started watching it and then heard it got cancelled and then just didn't bother I, that happened with a lot of shows where it was like i'm not investing the time in it especially back when it was like a 24 episode season and i knew it was i was never gonna get answers so just not bothering yeah i'm fairly sure one of my best friends uh friendship was built on us like mourning that basically <laughs> one one other one which has come to mind that only had one series that needed more um we kind of had films but uh police squad the precursor to Naked Gun that only had a six-episode okay. series, and it's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And I, I would like more. Please. Well, and also one thing I, I know we've been talking about this for a while now, but uh, one thing as well that I didn't realize until the other day is that there were only ever three seasons of Jackass. Yes, yeah, there, there've been more <laughs> films than seasons of Jackass. Yeah, which, which yeah, I don't. I, I think it's because I never had MTV, so I never actually watched it properly. Yeah, but there were so there were more seasons of Wild Boys, the the uh, Steve-O... Fuck off, really? And, yeah, there were four seasons of that. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I still I, I I still can't believe there's been uh, four Jacka or uh, four Jackass movies, four plus extras. Oh, and apparently the own well four and a half, right? Because they did Jackass two two point five or two and a half, and 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 three point five. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that's five. That's five. <laughs> five total movies. The, apparently, the reason, the only reason they didn't make a fifth season of Wild Boys was because of um, Steve Irwin dying. Oh, okay, interesting. I I, 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 get it. But also, the way that's phrased sounds like Steve Irwin was like a secret jackass member. <laughs> no, apparently, uh, Steve O said, "If this could happen to him and he's a professional, we've got to look out for our own safety." Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean that would put me off that a little bit, wouldn't it? Yes. It's like when you it's like when you read um, uh, injuries people have caught, or like there was a basketball player who broke his leg just by jumping sideways. Is that and the that, guy that was... whose Nike exploded? And he no, lost the no. 
No, so he yeah he lost like like a billion dollars in stock. <laughs> yeah, or something. that was incredible. Uh, this was no, this was just a guy who just jumped sideways and his leg broke, and I couldn't like trying to like psych yourself up for a rugby game after that. Yeah, it's just like oh great, so if that can happen just by jumping sideways, that massive guy is about to hit me. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, there was one as well. A guy, uh, I think he was when he was playing for Liverpool, a guy called Digital Cisse. He was he'd he'd broken his leg previously, so it was weak. But he was just running down the wing, mm. and it snapped in half. Uh, but like you could proper, you know, when they go, it goes floppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, with that in mind, what's <laughs> anyway, your movie recommendation this week? Uh, so my movie recommendation. So what I thought was, hey, we're talking about retiring. So I'm going to pick a film that is about somebody who has retired and I don't know is maybe staying in a retirement home and that person is Elvis Presley so this film charts uh, Elvis the real Elvis Presley who's now an old man after having swapped places with an Elvis impersonator and then losing the paperwork uh, fighting a mummy in a retirement home and that film is Bubba Hotep, and it is fucking amazing. I it sounds like a joke. Um, oh, I mean, actually, talk about film standalone films that needed a sequel. There was always talk of doing Bubba Nosferatu, which would have been Elvis versus a vampire. Excellent, but it never, yeah, it never went ahead. So it's Bruce Campbell playing an an old an old Elvis in a nursing home with I think Ozzy Davis. Um, who's an incredible actor playing a black guy who thinks he's John F. Kennedy and they're fighting this ancient Egyptian mummy. I, I will take no further questions. <laughs> I don't think there's any questions that need to be had. I mean, I think it's, um, I think it's a, an excellent premise for a film um, and uh, everyone should watch it. And uh, <laughs> if Elvis and mummies isn't your bag, Anything else that people should be watching this week? Uh, so, for for my second choice, I decided, hey, let's go to the let's go to the other side of uh, let's go for the opposite kind of age group. So we'll go we're going from retirement uh, age retirement age Elvis down to I thought kind of don't want to go too young because you know don't want to don't want to go kids film if we're talking about retiring. So I thought, hey, let's go students. What's a good film there that charts a group of students? Uh, growing and uh, accepting the shitty situations they found themselves in. And I thought, hey, you know what's a great film? Ari Aster's Midsummer. So I'm <laughs> going to recommend yet again that people watch Midsummer, And you really need to. Again, we say, we say this specific line every couple of weeks, but I know this is clearly a hilarious joke, but it's not. Midsummer is a fucking masterpiece and you should watch Midsummer. I saw um, this past week we uh, we contributed to at least one Blu-ray sale of the movie with a ah, yes, friend of the podcast, uh, Petros, over at uh, Capella Connections. Insert jingle here. Cage Podcast. Whoa, what is that? What is that? What is that? Cage Podcast. Oh, no, not the beat! Not the beat! Ah! Oh, no, my eyes! Podcast. But yeah, it's it's a great. I I think I know I said this uh, not long ago, but I am entering that this phase of it's being 
one of the longest periods of not watching it so yeah. i think i need to get back on yeah it. I, I was very close to watching it the other day actually because it yeah it lives rent free in my mind but if you know yeah we, we, we will have to start planning our uh our follow-up to our best episode yet stage one tweet everybody we can find related to that movie yes yeah or uh we need to find out we need to find out speak to petros and see how he did it because uh again not not to gush too much over our uh our podcasting friends but he did a series called Pigcast which was interviewing people involved with the film Pig and it was fucking brilliant and he got the director on there and during the call or during the interview the Quiet Place 2 news came out mm. and there's a great part where Petros is trying to figure out whether he's got the exclusive on it or not and nice. uh, yeah strongly strongly recommend them we'll uh, we're, we're both going to be on there at some point during this calendar year Yes, yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe this is maybe maybe the next version of the Midsummer podcast is just to uh, someone who's watched it for the first time and just get their take. Maybe we just get Petros on. If you're listening, God. Petros, watch the movie. Give us a call. Good times, right? Good times. Okay, so on on that note, mm. on that bombshell, uh, characters should have been retired, and I believe the first choice is yours. Choice number one. I'm going. Big and controversial, straight off the bat. I think we need to get rid of James Bond. No, okay. <laughs> in, 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 interesting. Straight straight for the, uh, <laughs> the jugular of British pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, it, I'll get into more reasons why at some point, but if we're talking like purely on the amount a movie character has been done to death, I think you probably can't look much further than James Bond. The series has been going since the 60s. I think 62 was the first one. There's We've just had the 23rd Bond film come out. So, I mean, what's that in... So that's, what, 60 years of Bond? 23? Oh, um, yeah. Six, six, 60 years of Bond. Yeah. So you're talking? That's oh no 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 time to die was twenty five. Is it 25? twenty five? Twenty five, and then there's been two unofficial bonds. Okay, well that's given us a bond movie once. Uh, so or zero point four one six 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 seven percent of a bond movie every year since nineteen sixty two. Okay, now what's crazy there is there was a six year gap between Spectre and No Time to Die. Yeah, so probably, so, probably if, because uh, probably because of Spectre. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I don't know. Say what you want about the man, but Goldeneye was a cracker. <laughs> yeah, but do you think Goldeneye gets Goldeneye's status was elevated because of the N sixty four game? Because I think I think Goldeneye's status is elevated because it was the first one I watched, but also Alan Cummings in it, and he's great. This is true. Um, and it is um, the only James Bond movie I've watched at a pub, which I know we've spoken about this yeah. before, but yeah, yeah, it's um, I, I, I do, I, I, I don't think the video game did it any harm. No, but I do. I look very fondly at Goldeneye because it was, it was kind of like the right level of stupidly campy, and I, I don't know, yes, yeah, st- stupidly campy while also kind of being a bit. Not darker, but 
campy but not necessarily silly. Yeah, I think, and I think the interesting thing is, is that because I was saying that was the first one I saw, and I think you know Pierce Brosnan was our generation's James Bond, and I think that yeah, that because that's you know Goldeneye was a bit campy and a bit silly, but not ridiculous. I think that's what Bond as a brand kind of felt like. So actually, you know, the more gritty stuff with Daniel Craig is maybe not classic Bond to our generation. But then also, if you go way back, you know, it's probably quite different with some of the other um, iterations of it. But I think the problem is what well, D- Daniel Craig's Bond is born. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they, like they, they were all born. They weren't like created in a lab somewhere. Uh, that we know of. That I mean, know I of. would... I would 100% buy into that conspiracy theory that the Bonds are engineered by Q. Well, it would make sense, and that's why they're all different. Yeah, exactly. Done. Sold. We have fixed <laughs> We've we improved have fixed Bond. Bond. <laughs> but, again, to, to kind of hark back to something I've said in this podcast before, and it's not just because Henry Cavill is in it. The best Bond films recently are the Mission Impossible films. Yeah. Like, the Mission Impossible films have everything which I would have traditionally associated with Bond, in that it's a load of action set pieces, it's crazy over the top, and that's it. That's kind of what you're, what you wanted from those films. And then Bourne yeah. came out and kind of was like, oh, actually, no, we're doing dark and gritty. Did everyone get the memo? We're doing dark and gritty now. Yeah, this, and I wonder if that, yeah, I wonder how much of an impact that actually had. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think I preferred over the top campy James Bond to uh... yeah. Sky Skyfall was good. To be fair, like credit credit where it's due, Skyfall was a good film. Yeah, Skyfall wasn't bad. That was the one with the burnt out house, right? That one. Yes, and there were rumors that uh, Sean Connery was going to be in it. Right, but um, he was but he then... was busy on Alcatraz. Yeah, he was he was on Alcatraz. Um, it was that like the groundskeeper was going to be Sean Connery. Okay, but then I think it went to Albert Finney instead because I think Sean Connery was ill or just not wanting to make a film after the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, but I think um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm not a you know. I'll caveat this with I'm not a massive. I'm not a big James Bond fan. I've oh, watched. We, we can tell because you you've picked him as your choice for characters you want to retire. <laughs> but I have. I mean, I've seen. I've seen a fair few. I've seen Goldeneye. I've seen Casino Royale. Weirdly, actually, I think Goldeneye is the only Brosnan one I've seen. Might have seen bits of Tomorrow Never Dies. It's not. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies was all right. The World Is Not Enough had Robert Carlyle in, which is reason enough to watch anything. And Die Another Day had uh, Toby Stevens, so Maggie Smith's son, who is in Black Sails. Playing a Korean general. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So he's had he's had pl- he's had plastic surgery. Yeah. To uh, appear like a new guy, but he is playing a Korean general. It's just like this doesn't sit well. No. What a time twenty years ago was. But yeah, I but I have weirdly seen. I think apart from Quantum of Solace, I've seen. Oh, I haven't seen No Time to Die yet. But yeah, I've seen most of the Daniel Craig ones. But also not from like trying to watch them. They've just like ended up on the TV over Christmas or something like that, and I've sat through it. Yeah, like I, I, th- I 
think I've seen them all. Um, what's your favourite Bond song? I mean, that's the important question. Oh, uh, without a doubt, the Chris Cornell one from oh, Casino yeah. Royale. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good answer. Uh, Thunderball for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to give the answer everybody assumed it would be. Uh, Thunderball or uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Again, just because it makes me think of the Alan Partridge thing. <laughs> what was the... That's, that, that's not the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning is clang. Langer, 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 langer. As, it's great. As has happened many times recently, it always comes back to Alan Partridge. Always comes back to Partridge. Aha! Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, You Know My Name is the uh, name of the Chris Cornell song. And it is actually legitimately very good. I actually heard him play it live at uh, Hyde Park Calling when he supported Aerosmith. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which was a fun day out a long time ago. Blackstone Cherry played as well. And one of the guys did a guitar solo with drumsticks. It's great. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. No, I I can't I can't argue too much against that really, because also the the thing is to make Bond relevant again. I think it would be so far away from what Bond is. You could kind of argue it's been retired anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good point. But yeah, I think ultimately, from a, if you look at longevity in terms of both time and number of films, um, we should probably all agree that there's been enough, and maybe James should you know step aside and let someone else have the glory right my my first choice then uh so this is this isn't actually a specific character this is is it's kind of more of a concept of a character kind of it's more of a template okay so it's like it's like the silicon mold right in which uh various films are churned out of so what I want to, the character I want to retire is old guy Liam Neeson plays someone, gets stuck on a mode of transport or in a foreign location, and then shit goes down. <laughs> so basically, I want to retire Liam Neeson playing basically himself. Because there have been, since Taken, yeah. there have been so many fucking films, which is just Liam Neeson being a badass. And I'm I'm okay with that, but last year it got silly. So last year, Liam Neeson was in a film called The Ice Road. So that is badass Liam Neeson plays an ice road trucker who has to deliver stuff to I think it's like a mine has caved in or something. Right. And it is a race against time, but also some kind of I think insurance shittery. And it just kind of made me realise that is just everything. Aside from doing like cameos in things, it just seems to be everything he's done. Like there was, there's uh, Liam Neeson stuck on a plane. Yeah. There was Liam Neeson stuck on a train. Uh, there was Liam Neeson um, in a car crash. Punching a wolf. Punching a wolf. To be fair, the grey was actually really good. I've no, I haven't seen it. I just know he punches a wolf. Yeah. So, but that's that's the problem with like this Liam Neeson character is that he reprises it so much that when he does, so it's like um, how everyone thought Pig was going to be John Wick with a pig. Yeah. It's the same with the Grey in that everyone thought it would just be Liam Neeson fighting wolves, but it's not. It is like a proper character study 
of this guy. Yeah. And because of all of this, because he's kind of diluted his filmography for the last 10 years, stuff like that will get missed. Because you're going to assume, oh, it's this again. Well, I mean, also, I, so I, full caveat here, I've never seen a Taken movie. But I, it gets to the point, it was like, they should have started renaming it Careless. Because, like, how often can members of your family... Taken the piss. Well, basically, yeah. How often can members of your family get abducted? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, the the problem you have with it as well, so my, my dad actually kind of put it perfectly, is that in Taken, at no point does it feel like he's in any danger. Yeah. Like, he's fighting all of these, like, fucking gangsters, but it never looks like he's got anything other than the upper hand. Um, out of context, to be fair, Taken is a very, very good action film. Like, it is very good. It's just that... Again, because because he's just remade that with so like unknown is taken with amnesia, nonstop is taken on a plane, commuter taken on a train. There's taken on an ice road. There's I think like taken in the mountains, like cold pursuit. I think is um uh, Liam Neeson one as well. Ta- taken uh, in the mountains sounds like an erotic novel. <laughs> <laughs> what like a a Fabio kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen Channing Tatum as playing like a Fabio character in a film that's coming out? No. So uh, yeah, like an adult novelist or adventure novelist uh, gets drawn into an actual plot with the model who gets drawn on her front covers. Excellent. I don't know if we've discussed this before, but. Um... You've seen the the best thing that ever happened with Fabio, right? As with the roller coaster and the seagull. No. <laughs> Fabio went on a um, roller coaster. I think it was like when it was opened. It was in 1999, um, and uh, sorry, it wasn't a seagull. It was a goose. He was riding the. <laughs> he was riding this roller coaster. I think I, I think I have a, seen this. And the goose flew in front of him, smashed him in the face, and there's just pictures of him with, like, blood over him um, after he'd uh, connected with the yeah, goose. I think I have seen that. So the the film's called The Lost City, and it's Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Right. So a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a jungle. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... I... I, I I'm a little bit sick of the cookie cutter Liam Neeson bollocks. And you I want really him, want it to be. Re- you want him back in love, actually cheating on his wife. No, he was a widower in that. Oh, who am I thinking of? That was the cheat. You're th- you're th- you're thinking of Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Oh. To be fair, I would have loved Alan Rickman to do some of these Liam Neeson films. Yeah, I don't know if he's got the um, he's got the cadence in his voice to kind of you know they just hang up on him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a fair point. But yeah, uh, your what? What you've got a very specific what? What is? Hurry up! Hurry up, Alan! Tell us what. All right, we've got your daughter. Hang up, and we just we'd never know that he was going to find them and kill them. Yeah, why do, why do you do this every time? <laughs> but yeah, like I think my main point is, it has become such like a near parody of itself. That yeah. if I were to message you out of the blue with 
what would be like the most bizarre idea for a, a Liam Neeson film? You would probably believe me without checking into it. Like, so uh, Liam Neeson plays this interior designer whose wife gets kidnapped. Yeah. And again, like I said, Ice Road Trucker. Like, it, it, it's, it's just a little bit away from him playing like a high seas crab fisherman. <laughs> but then pirates. So Liam Neeson plays this fisherman who has to fight against these pirates in the Alaskan Ocean. Not that pirates go there, but they're Russians. They're Soviets. They're communist pirates. And I we'll like the idea of it... a communist pirate. Yeah, he just it's um it's redistributing all of the wealth over all the yeah. boats in the area. So you're not necessarily gonna have your stuff nicked. No. Robin Hood at sea. I like it. Yeah, we'd call it we we would call it Red Crab. Yeah. The 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 the, the general plot just seems to be Liam Neeson is a blank who's blank is kidnapped. Yeah. And, and he, then that's it. And he punches a blank and then everyone is happy because he blanked them. Yeah, he'll always get betrayed and it, it's just I don't know, I'm just I am just so fucking bored of it. It's kind of a bit I there's there's a element of it that is kind of quite similar to the Bond argument as well. Particularly the um never kind of in any danger of it of stuff not going right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like I said, I'm, I I legitimately have very little wrong with Taken. I I think I do think Taken is a very good action film. It was interesting at the time to see Liam Neeson do something like that. Yeah. But now it's just remaking Taken in different places, and it, it, it's retroactively kind of like the Saw films, right? It's retroactively you can't watch Taken in the same way anymore. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is is that Liam Neeson isn't doing it in a sort of Nicolas Cage kind of way of like really leaning in to the role or the caricature. Yeah. So you can't necessarily take it in sort of the, the good bad movie uh, actor genre kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I'm just kind of done with it. Fair fucks. Nice. Nice. My uh, my next choice um, is, I guess, technically he's been around a lot longer than James Bond, although maybe not necessarily in movie form. I'm not sure where the first... Um... Oh, it was, it was longer ago than you thought it hey, was. Oh, really? <laughs> Assuming I know which one you're talking <laughs> about, obviously. Yeah. Um... It's... The first known film featuring this character was a one reel, less than one minute movie made in 1900. Nice. Um, so a little, a little bit before Bond. A little bit before Bond, yeah. So I'm seeing, um, in terms of all of the different, this is from IMDb, movies and movies and TV series that there are 52 entries into the Pantheon, and I think. Well, I mean, 1900 is probably the earliest. I don't know if that's listed on here, but these go back to uh, to definitely to the 70s. There's one 54 here, 46, uh, 45. Um, there, there was silent, so silent, a silent film from 1905. So I've I found that it's called it's uh, called Baffled, and it came out in 1900. It's one minute short. Yeah, so that would be the yes. first one. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, there's 52 entries. Um, the character is Sherlock Holmes. 
And this is a slightly different tact to my Bond point in that there is quite a bit of Sherlock Holmes stuff I do quite enjoy, but there's too much of it. And not even in the context of all of the stuff I've just mentioned there in terms of the 52 things, but there's too much of it ongoing kind of like in the last 10 years or so. Even like Sherlock Holmes adjacent stuff with like, and uh, what is the, what is it called? Elementary. Now, I haven't watched Elementary, but it's another thing that's Sherlock, right? Elementary, elementary is great. It didn't have to be Sherlock. Yeah. It is a complete paint by numbers uh weekly crime thing really yeah and you know and that could have probably been without the yeah without the i guess the sherlock holmes side of things kind of helps give it a kick up the ass to get in front of more people but yeah you're right it probably could have been you know something successful in and of itself but yeah i mean i think the the thing i've enjoyed the most from sherlock holmes is probably the bbc series i really enjoyed that but uh, yeah, there's just so much. And do we really need all of that? I mean, if someone was a Sherlock Holmes completionist, there's a hell of a lot for them to go back and watch. Yeah, especially if you're bilingual or multilingual. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, which I didn't realise, there's a lot of Japanese Sherlock TV series. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Sherlock, The Untold Stories from 2019, Miss Sherlock, Case File. Like, there's a lot, yeah, it, it's. This is fucking insane. I did not realise just how many we'd had, even in the last seven years. So in the last seven years, Ian McKellen's played him. Yeah, that was that Mr. Holmes, right? Yeah, which wasn't, which wasn't bad. Uh, Johnny Depp has kind of played him, in that he played Sherlock Gnomes. Oh, nice. Uh, Will, Will Ferrell, Henry Cavill. Obviously, then just before that, you had Robert Downey Jr. On top of that, you then had the two TV series. Mm. Um yeah, that is insane. And then there was a there was a new Sherlock TV series out last year called The Irregulars. Oh, I didn't realise that was a Sherlock yeah. thing. The uh, Robert Downey Jr. ones were interesting. I mean, I didn't... I remember quite enjoying the first one. I never watched Game of Shadows, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's also... It's, it's difficult to to then also line it up against like the... The BBC series, because I think the BBC series was BBC series was so good, but yeah, there's just there's just far too much of it, and I get it. I know it's been a character that's been around for a long time. I know there's you know hundreds, I don't know if it's hundreds, but there's a lot of stories to draw from, um, and there's obviously the interesting ways that people go about in terms of like putting Sherlock in different scenarios and different timelines and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Just yeah, speak, much, yeah. Sp- speaking speaking of uh, different timelines, I was just looking at the Empire of Corpses, which is uh, a Japanese anime that seems to be all steampunky and features Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Excellent. I'm fairly sure it is Watson fighting Frankenstein. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we do need more Sherlock Holmes things. But no, I think um, yeah, it's it's just this proliferation of. Um, I, and as I say, it's it's interesting because there is a lot, probably a lot of source material to draw from. But um, yeah, I'm all a bit Sherlocked out, really. Interestingly, if if, go on. if if you could whittle it down, yeah. So again, like like you said, there's a lot of different Sherlock's. There's a lot of different Sherlock inns, um, which sounds like a theme of pub. <laughs> but 
if you could narrow it down to one Sherlock concept that you would want, and that would be it, what would it be? Like, like again, like Sherlock Holmes in the future, Sherlock Holmes in space, Sherlock Holmes under the sea. What are you feeling? Um, oh, Sherlock Holmes under the sea just reminds me of back to my previous choice of James Bond. Did you ever play James Pond on the SNES? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're basically a secret agent fish. I, I played Gex Gecko. Gex was not, great. Uh, yeah, Gex was very James good. Pond. Yeah, James Pond. Look it up. Oh, it's a tough one. I think um, I think maybe you go like way, way back. So like um, Sher- like Neanderthal Sherlock. <laughs> Who killed that the dinosaurs? <laughs> That's just... Um, isn't that a Mitchell and Webb sketch? Uh, probably. I haven't seen uh, it, but it may well ca- be. Caveman, a, a caveman crime judge. <laughs> Possibly, I haven't seen it. Or maybe I have seen it and it's it's living in the back of my brain somewhere and I'm, I'm stealing it. But yeah, that's that's probably my go-to. We'll go cave, Caveman, Neanderthals. Um, yeah. Or like Rome. Rome could be quite cool. Because a lot of shady shit happened in Rome. I, very, very true. Very true. I, I mean, you, you are edging closer to time-travelling Sherlock Holmes. This here, is true. Which is, which is basically Doctor <laughs> Who. Yeah, but... Let's not get onto that. Uh, I've already made some enemies, probably with my first choice. So I don't want to make any more. God, what what could your what would the third choice in that be of alienating every British person? James James Bond, James Bond, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, and like I don't know the monarchy. I mean, that would be probably <laughs> you've probably carried out my top three there. Yeah. So it, interesting about Sherlock. So I Sherlock is one of the only times I've ever been to like a uh, convention-y kind of thing. I went to Sherlocked. Okay. Um, which was in the XL at in the just like Docklands way, isn't it? I know well, it was years ago, and it was horrendously bad. Like I paid. 30 odd quid a ticket and uh, you basically wandered around some stalls there was like maybe a couple of props the size of my living room a couple of like um yeah. booths that had some props and then you could pay an extortionate amount to have photos with like sideline cast members i was livid i was absolutely livid and i've never done any kind of like convention thing or anything again since i complained to the organizers they refused to give me my money back i was pretty pissed off yeah, I've never given that with the kind of people who have a movie and TV podcast. Yeah, I haven't done any proper uh, proper cons. Yeah, I've done. I I did the uh, the Game of Thrones thing they had in the O2 a while ago. I've done. I've done. There was a Lord of the Rings one as well, where they had like again like loads of the the props and stuff like that. But it's more kind of an exhibit than a than a con. Yeah, but yeah, never done that. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a weird. I I don't know. I I've kind of been put off them for life from going to the Sherlock's one. But yeah, it's uh, it 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 left a quite a sour taste in my mouth, which is a shame because I really like the series and I think it probably uh, gave me a bit of a uh, dislike towards. I mean, I, all I'm saying, Ian, is Benedict Cumberbatch owes me at least seventy quid. We'll we'll let him know. <laughs> Dear, dearest Benedict, <laughs> I do not want to also write to Robert after this, <laughs> and and Ian McKellen, and Henry Cavill, yeah, and uh, fucking Christopher Lee, and everyone. Well, I mean, it might be tricky to write to Christopher Lee. Yeah, tr- uh, no, no, that's not true. It it might be tricky to deliver. <laughs> it would be very easy to write the letter. So, are, are you saying that 
not emotionally in. I would have little drummer boy oh. going through my head. It would oh, be difficult. Oh god, it's amazing. So you're 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 happy with the Sherlock adaptations we've had, you just think we're done. I think we're done and we could probably trim the fat a bit. Okay. Yeah. Sherlock should retire. To be fair, Mr. Holmes is about Sherlock retiring. Yeah, and having dementia, right? Yes. Dementia and bees. Dementia and bees. Dementia and bees. Sounds like Nicholas Cage should have paid or is, that, or is it just royalty? I never know the difference. No, that, that's the that's the twist in the Wicker Man. <laughs> he's, uh, he's Sherlock Holmes. He's he's Sherlock Holmes. Now that is an interesting crossover. That is an interesting crossover because he is a shit policeman. Yeah, but I, I wonder if um, it, it, it wouldn't work because he's a good detective. Like he'd get there immediately and just be like, "Oh well, obviously the kid's alive." There yeah. we go. This is some kind of weird cut. We're off. Uh, Hang on. This is a this is about honey. I'm going to punch you through the wall and then I'm going to go. Yeah. Because as we know, Sherlock knows Kung Fu. Sherlock does know Kung Fu. Um, or some other Japanese martial arts, judging by all of the adaptations you've mentioned. Very true. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't have necessary, necessarily have beef with Sherlock himself. Um, but uh, I think we've just, we've had a lot of it. And yeah, they, they, I don't think they're like the novel ideas aren't that novel anymore either. So um, let's uh, let's put him to bed. Novel ideas, because <laughs> it was a book. My next choice then, and we are talking about a man who has been in eight films in one of I think the most, in terms of box office at least, successful franchises ever made. I am of course talking about the man who lives his life. A quarter mile of a time, and that is Dominic Toretto from the Fast and Furious series. So this is Vin Diesel's character. You may recognise him as the bold guy who constantly says, Family. 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 I'm doing it for my family. I haven't done all of the research I need to for this because the research would involve me looking into every single action film ever made. But with some confidence... I'm going to say Dominic Toretto is probably the most boring central character in any action movie. That's that's a bold statement because there are a lot of action movies out there and there are also not many with like particularly three-dimensional characters in them. True, but he's so dull. Like the the, the most interesting stuff with Dominic Toretto isn't actually about Dominic Toretto. It's about Vin Diesel making the Fast and Furious. <laughs> so, like we've talked about, like the whole uh, like contractual stuff where none of them can lose a fight and all that shit. Like that's more interesting than anything Dominic Toretto yeah. does. Like I can't. So he's been in. He wasn't in the second film, but he was mentioned. Right. And then outside of that, he's been in all of the central films. So. I'm not saying we stop the Fast and Furious movies, though arguably somebody should, because like you had like the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off and things like that, and that was that was as fun as you could expect a film starring The Rock and Jason Statham to be. It's just over the top madness, and I've got time for that. But we don't need Vin Diesel in them. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what the because characters are supposed to grow and evolve and change, and that doesn't really happen with basically the the plot of a fast and furious movie seems to be dominic toretto is threatened by somebody he thought was dead (laughs) 
I, I, I legitimately think that's the plot to at least three of the eight films he's in. That's that's impressive. So you had uh, so in the latest one, his brother, who I think they thought was dead, and in in what some of the most unbelievable Fast and Furious stuff is played by John Cena. Yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, and because um, they look so so alike. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere. Then Michelle Rodriguez's character is supposed to be dead at one point, and she comes back and. I don't get what... He seems to be the guy who, like... I don't even really know what his... Like, why do they keep going to him? Because of family, man. It's like, there's there's this... Yeah, it's like, oh, there's this... Uh, there's this cyber terrorist who has hijacked this satellite with this top-secret sci-fi surveillance equipment on. Who should we get to try and track this down? Oh, I know. Remember that guy who used to nick VCRs off of lorries? <laughs> Yeah, but look, he's he's come a long way since then, man. But how? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the point. Like the the arc from literally just point is because it's point break with cars. The first, film. yeah, and then in the latest film, can, can can we vaguely spoil concepts this lot far after the latest one? I'm assuming we can. Uh, yeah, I think also if you I don't if think... you cared you would. If you cared, you would know. And also, I don't think The Fast and Furious is a film that you put any of them that you particularly need to be like, not know what's going on when you go in. Because in most yeah. cases, you know what's going on. There's going to be cars, there's going to be Vin Diesel saying family, and it will take us to somewhere ridiculous. Yeah. So the trajectory of Dominic Tretto's character is. Going from Point Break with Cars, which is the first film, which is actually a very good... I don't think people remember a lot of the first one because it is so far away from the latest Fast and Furious movie where they drive a car to space. (laughs) And that should be like an insane character arc, right? Like this guy has led this team from these small jobs Humble through dragging a bank yeah dragging a bank vault through the streets of brazil through to fighting the rock on a never-ending runway to having people in your team drive a car to space yeah. but nothing it is so his actual character bit is so fucking dull literally it is basically just him occasionally going oh they're back <laughs> and that's that, that, that's it and I love the Fast and Furious movies. I I think they are, a lot of them are just insane. They're brilliant in the same kind of way things like Commando are brilliant. They are absolutely stupid. They know they're absolutely stupid and The Rock is in it. Oh, they're they're the very movie definition of, you know, you get get what's on the tin, right? Like, you, you know what you're getting. Yeah. It is both fast and furious. Yeah, like, I would honestly be happy for them to just keep churning these out every two years. So there's Jason Momoa is apparently going to be in the new one. Yep, I assume, uh, I assume he is going to... S- yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of aqua, man. <laughs> um, I'm assuming he will either be a bad guy who then becomes good by the next film, or he'll be, like, Vin Diesel's cousin. Yeah. But... I'm happy enough for them to keep making these films until the heat death of the universe, but Dominic Toretto doesn't need to be in them anymore. As a character, he brings basically nothing. Yep. He's not interesting to watch. 
like I said, the majority of his dialogue seems to just be family. And they've already proven that. So, like, my, 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 my favorite Fast and Furious film, which is a thing I can say. Um, so, the, the, the best one since Fast and Furious 7. <sighs> um, basically, since they've. All the films that have had to rest on Vin Diesel have kind of been shit. Yeah. All the films that have had, like, The Rock in them, or other people to kind of spread a bit of the weight around, yeah. have been great. Um, so, like, Hobbs and Shaw is fucking amazing. Like I said, The Rock fishes, uh, uses a chain to basically fish for helicopters. It's insanity. It's, um, was it Vin Diesel that was, like, begging The Rock to come back to the franchise? Yeah, in, like, a really passive-aggressive alpha macho way. Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah, hang on, let me, let's try and find the quote, because it is stupid. Because it was like, um... Hey, I do, you know, like the I don't I don't don't think I could do this without you, brother. Right? Let's put all this behind us. Um, that was quite good. My best Vin Diesel impression is, I am Groot. Yeah, I I know we say this whenever we talk about Groot, but he dubbed that in loads of different languages, and I just find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> there we go. So his his public plea on Instagram started with. My little brother Dwayne, the time has come. My little brother. The world awaits the finale. Yeah, the world awaits the finale of Fast Ten. And as you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. Don't know why I did that as Mitch Connor. I, I'm here for it though. <laughs> and the Rock's reply starts with a uh, slightly different tact. Vin's recent public post was an example of his manipulation. <laughs> I don't like that he brought up his children in the post as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. Wonderful. I bet he's there was like, and I read his post while sipping on an ice cool glass of Terramana tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Available wherever you get your tequila. <laughs> but yeah, like I, yeah, again, again I, I know they're stupid films but they can be stupid films without Dominic Toretto. Also, you factor in that Vin Diesel's idea of storytelling to me doesn't make sense either, because all the stuff with Dominic Toretto, again, just involves bringing in new relatives that he's had a shitty experience with. And yeah, I don't, you, you just don't, you just, you just don't need him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I'm, I'm okay with this. And I, you know, there's, yeah, as, as mentioned earlier, by liking, you know, the alien films and stuff like that there's there's a time and a place for stuff that is just a little bit stupid and fun. yeah exactly like again like i'm not i'm not knocking when they drove to space i was pun intended over the moon <laughs> but you can do that with anyone oh yeah like and again i'm not i'm not even i'm not even knocking his attempt to get some kind of like drama and drive behind it it's just he's drive. also become nice. so much yeah he's also become so much of a meme that it's kind of distracting is he genuine question is he in anything else other than the fast and the furious movies and the the riddick films obviously guardians and the mca but... yeah um yes but they're all very very interchangeable he was in something called like bloodshot oh which he's like a salt 
A soldier who's got nanotech blood? So I was just looking at Bloodshot and I assumed it was a Riddick movie. <laughs> just called Bloodshot. Yeah, it, it, ex- exactly. And then, like, again, this sounds like a lie. I'm fairly sure he played his Dungeons and Dragons character in something. Like, The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah, The Last Witch or Hunter. Witch Hunter. Came out in 2015. Like, yeah, he, he makes the kind of films you expect Vin Diesel to make. And power to him. But, yeah. He he distracts me, man. And uh, I I think the Fast and Furious universe would be better if Dominic Toretto just retired, <laughs> just sat at home fixing his cars. You know, like like the way every single fucking film ends yeah. of him. Hey, I'm out of it now. I'm gonna spend time with my family. And then Mick fixes his car, and then his wife's there, and that's it. And then just get rid of the stage where he gets. Pulled back in. Yeah. Back into space. So that that is my choice. Dominic Toretto needs to fuck off. My final choice is a man who has been in many, many films. He has starred in, I believe, let's double check this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 movies. Fucking hell. And we will get into not only the... like, So it's it's fine to have this many sequels, and I'm sure you can kind of so guess he's, it's, he's, a horror, it's a horror yeah. movie franchise. He's, he's starred in 14 films, or, depending how you count it, 10, 4, 2. Well, th- <laughs> this is it. So there's this complex, this overarching complexity of how you can kind of go with the continuity right so we'll get into that in a second but i'm of course talking about michael myers from the halloween trilogy how did you see not the halloween trilogy the halloween whatever 14 is oh no he's in the ology there's also a halloween trilogy there is a halloween trilogy (laughs) well is it no yeah no no, there isn't the halloween trilogy of halloween halloween and halloween kills But um, yeah, there's just so many of them, and I think look, I with there being so many of them, probably not the worst part of it because you take like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. There's a ton of those. You take um, you take um, like probably to a less extent, but Scream. We've now got five of them, right? There's like there's a lot of movies, uh, certainly in horror, where you get sequel, 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 and it happens, right? And you know, Saw is another example. There's loads of them. I don't think that's necessarily the worst part of this. The thing is, is how complicated things get with Halloween. So yeah, there's like, so here's a few ways of watching Halloween, right? So you've got Halloween 1978 and then Halloween 2018. That's one way of watching it. You then have Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6. Or you have Halloween... Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, and Halloween Resurrection. And then you also have the Rob Zombie reboots of Halloween and Halloween 2, but not the same Halloween 2 that we spoke about earlier. Or the same Halloween. (laughs) Or the same Halloween. Or you have Halloween 3 on its own. Yeah. So this is is a series where uh, there are three films called Halloween. Yeah, yeah. One of which just, just to make it nice and complicated. Fuck me. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of. Me- I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
maybe but that always approached the like the there was a reboot and then there was also like a prequel rather than a multiple different threads a way of uh doing things yeah exactly that there are nine texas chainsaw massacre films though lovely there is the um what have we got so we've got the you've got texas chainsaw massacre the texas chainsaw massacre 2 leatherface the texas texas chainsaw massacre 3 texas chainsaw massacre the next generation texas chainsaw massacre which is i think the reboot that came out in 20 2003 then you've got the texas chainsaw massacre the beginning texas chainsaw 3d no massacre there just the chainsaw (laughs) then you had leatherface which is leatherface is uh, another classic horror movie thing of just calling it the name so we're going to get a michael myers surely at some there is a hundred percent going to be called or (laughs) just like myers yeah yeah Ah, oh, because then it might be someone else, but not Michael, and that might be the thing that we're trying to do. Uh, um, and yeah, then you get maybe. the Texas Chainsaw... Yeah, and then... Oh, so technically, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, you've had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, and then we're getting Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 2022, which is a TV series, I think. I think it's Netflix. Netflix. I think, yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Michael Myers, like... Uh... Well, we've alienated the British, so let's alienate a uh, horror fan, shall we? <laughs> I... He never brought that much to the table for me. He's... No, he's... I, I mean, I like... prefer Jason and Freddy as, as kind of, like, you know, if you're looking at the big three. Yeah, like, he was... I, I, I get that he's iconic and everything, but he's, he's just a bit of a stabby dude. <laughs> yeah yeah I like yeah it's not even the most inventive of weapons it's just a kitchen knife it's just a kitchen knife and a william shatner mask <laughs> like and he's it, it, not even because i know they tried to one of the many different ways you can watch this has a paranormal element to it right i think was that the h2o one i think or is that so because I, I lost, yeah, I lost the. Uh... Or was it the the? Maybe it wasn't because you've got the one one two four five six right. Yeah. So I think maybe that had a paranormally bit to it that it was kind of working towards, and then okay. H- then the H two O thread doubled back on that. Yeah. Because and... three was was three the season of the witch right. Yeah, that was the yeah. like it was supposed to be the start of like an anthology thing. Yeah. So even they thought they were done with Halloween. Well, yeah, there is this. Yeah, one of my favourite appearances of, or lack of appearances of Michael Myers in cinema. I know is, what you're going to say. I'm sure I've spoken about this before. But, you have. Um, is, <laughs> yeah, is the scene in Baby, Baby Driver where they rock up in the Mike Myers masks. Yeah. Um, which were meant to be Mike Myers from Halloween, but they got the Austin Powers ones. And I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, probably one of my favourite visual gags in, in cinema. But isn't it because well they, could, they couldn't get the actual masks or something like that? No, the original joke was going to be, I think that two of them rocked up with the proper Mike Myers masks. Ah, and okay. one, of them, one of them had the Austin Powers one. That was going to be the joke, like it was a fuck up. And then I think then they couldn't get hold of the Mike Myers mask, uh, so okay. they just did all of them yeah, yeah. As, as Austin Powers. But, um, yeah, props to um, 
Friend of the podcast, Edgar Wright, for that joke. <laughs> I say friend of the podcast. You know, we were in a room with him last week. That that basically counts, right? Sure, we had to leave early because trains. But you yeah. know, yeah, some some fucker decided to move outside of London, and now we have to <laughs> worry about train times. So where with, with back back to the point? Um, back to the point. Where would you have ended it? When do you think he should have retired? Is it he should retire now? Like, what are we, what films are we kind of like clocking off the list? I think, I think I would have just, I would have just go down the Halloween, Halloween 2, 4, 5, 6 route. Yeah. H2O and Resurrection, I don't think necessarily added too much. Although I think H2O might have been the first Halloween movie I watched. The Halloween 2018 sequel to the first one was okay but it started going down some i don't know it i don't it just wasn't needed i would have i would have liked to go down the similar to friday the 13th where you have all of the campy sequels i would have gone down the route of two four five and six don't yeah. need rob zombie we don't need uh season of the witch and we don't need h2o and resurrection yeah i think that's fair and again like with the uh... I know nobody, I know there is a lot of exciting, weird horror movies out there, but we don't need to keep drilling this fucking well. <laughs> and, you know, I, I do, I have a soft spot for a lot of, you know, horror movies, and um, I will probably continue watching them if they're made, but at the same time, um, let's do it in a way that, I, I, I think as long as you were to go in a, in a linear fashion, I don't mean linear in the sense that you couldn't do things like prequels and explain backstory, things like that, but in a sense that all of the movies are kind of in the same continuum and we're not having to try and do a, you know, a Charlie Day yeah. with all of our pins and string on a on a board to try and figure out what movies we should and shouldn't watch. Um, if you've got that continuum, then I think we're good. But the minute you start slipping off that and just going all over the shop, um, you know, it, I guess the the Halloween multiverse we don't need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> premise approved. Premise approved. Ah. Two, ah, three. I approve the premise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have so many jingles. I like it. It's brilliant. Final choice. Final choice. Uh, and this, this is uh, final choice. Sometimes referred to as the punchline. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us to Seth MacFarlane. That's a shame. So yeah, so specifically uh, Ted Two, and uh, the character from Ted Two. I think in uh, in. Ian, are you, are you doing a TED Talk? Oy, I am. This is my TED Talk. Uh, it's one I've been told to stop talking about quite regularly. So uh, the character from TED 2 that I think should retire, or more specifically have retired a lot sooner, is Tom Brady. Tom. So Tom Brady, the NFL athlete, uh, has a cameo in TED 2, which means we, by law, are allowed to talk about him. So Tom Brady retired... Do you remember where you were when when you heard the news? Uh, which time? 
Because it happened uh, about four times in typical Brady fashion. Yeah, so so the first time the news came out, I was drinking after a rugby game and I was very happy, especially because I was with a guy who really likes Tom Brady. So I got to tell him. Viking um, Allen. Viking Allen. And um, does Viking Allen need a jingle? Uh, yes. Axes of shit. He is a Viking. Asgard. Viking Allen. Uh, so yeah, so Tom, Tom Brady uh, was the uh, quarterback for uh, the Patriots. Uh, recently, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he, to be fair, he's won a lot. So Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than any other team, and that's weird. Yeah. What I what I what I did have a quick Al Capone a quick had a lot of money though. He was successful as well. Doesn't mean I'm going to support him. That's that's fair. So uh, I had a quick a quick Google of uh, other like greatest teams in sport, right? Just so we could try to like place how good Tom Brady was. So the first thing that came up a lot because I can tie anything back to rugby is the All Blacks. So between 1903 and 2019 they won 77.4 percent of their games oh wow that's that's pretty incredible yeah and then the black ferns who are the new zealand women's rugby team going into 2021 had never lost a game by more than 14 points which is a higher number than their total number of losses going into that year you had the dream team so the u.s basketball team in the barcelona 92 olympics yeah, which was basically when they it was when they relaxed the rules on professional sportsmen being in it, um, and they proceeded to just fuck shit up. So they won every single game by thirty two or more points. That's, yeah, ridiculous. Um, the Hungary football team from nineteen fifty. Okay. The Hungary, so yeah, so the Hungary football team from the early fifties, uh, they won fifty three games and lost two outscoring their opponents uh, a total of 222 goals to 59 but one of the game one of their two losses was the world cup final oh that's so annoying. it's yeah so apparently like on paper it is it is what they're one of the best teams ever but it didn't even bridge two world cups and then they choked in the final oh yeah and then you have uh, you know there's there's obviously a load of other teams like i know wigan have done a load like obnoxiously well in terms of kind of like rugby league like barcelona popped up on a load of these lists as well but i'd say um arsenal should be up there for their invincible season yeah so they had a it went the entirety of a premier league season without losing a game which is i think has only ever happened back in 1888 where preston north end did it and i think then arsenal did it in 2003 oh fucking hell that's crazy 10 11 so they so that's 38 games. They drew 11, won 27. Yeah, that is insane. That's... Where do you go from that? Because anything, anything else is going to seem like a failure after a season like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I mean, if you talk to any Arsenal fan, I think they, um, they probably... Uh, <laughs> I think they probably have... Even when they win the FA Cup, which is the only thing they've kind of won in recent memory, they're still a bit pissed off because they're not as good as they were 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, 
I end up doing that a lot as well, to be fair. <laughs> Which is oh, hate, hating you're not hating you're not as good as you were twenty years ago. Oh, oh well, I mean, the, the, not not yet, not yet, <laughs> but we're uh, we're definitely closing in on it. But yeah, no, I mean, it's it's uh, especially with a sports team, which, as I think I mentioned last episode, everybody I support is doing shit right now. Yeah. So uh, oh. it is it is a lot easier to uh, look back and go, hey, wasn't that better? We had actually talking of um, impressive achievements. Uh, Watford went from Division Four, which is now League Two, so the bottom tier of the football league to division one which is the equivalent is the premier league now they got promoted in successive seasons so from division four to division three then got promoted to division two then to division one and then in, when they're in division one they finished second which is a hell of an achievement it was um graham taylor elton john um that elton john bankrolled it graham taylor was the manager you you, you said that like it, uh graham taylor elton john was his <laughs> it may well be who knows but yeah, it was. Uh, there's a book on it called Rocketman, and it is. Uh, I probably massively biased being a Watford fan, but um, it's a really incredible read. Just to, I don't think you would necessarily see a team being able to do that in today's world, um, going up the divisions like that. So, another very impressive achievement. Yeah. So, so Tom Brady, like we said, he's won more Super Bowls than any other team has won Super Bowls. Uh, he is the passing yardish... Uh, passing yardish? Yardish. Passing yardage, yeah. Passing yardage leader in NFL career history. He's got the number of passes completed record, the number of passes thrown record, and yeah, basically, he was very good at what he did. But we don't like him. And we've covered this before. I'm fairly sure we have a one of our first jingles was the fuck Tom Brady section. I think it probably was, yeah. Which I think was last year's Super Bowl, probably yeah. episode. Yeah, which we're on. We were. We're on. I'm really, really pissed off. We aren't watching the Super Bowl together now. Yeah, because we both have money true. on different teams. Yeah, um, I, I was debating offering like some kind of um, sort of uh, get out between the two of us, an agreement where we both got money, but also then fuck it, let's go all in. The problem. The problem is I've got money anyway. I know because. <laughs> um, I went. I went each. I went each way with my bet, but I did put it in last April. I'm very happy. Two years running. Yeah, I at least got the Super Bowl team. That's that's pretty good. I yeah, I'm pretty. I got eighteen to one on the Bengals, and yeah. they had qualified for the playoffs at this point. So God knows what it would have been if I put it back in in April. Probably about a hundred eighty to one. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't look. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady. He was he was good at what he did, uh, but I don't. I, I, I wish he'd fucked off a lot sooner. Oh, good at what he did. You mean cheating? He's good at that. Cheating? There was lots of cheating involved. Got away with it. You can, yeah. Yeah, well, no, of course he did, because he was good at what he did. That's the rules, right? Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you get results, it doesn't matter how you get there. Or, if you're a Tory, even if you don't get results, it doesn't matter how you get there. No, exactly. Exactly. Fucking, ugh. 
I, it, this is remember, the most angry. Remember when we recorded the other week and you said, oh, Boris Johnson might be fired by the time we record the second part of this or might have resigned. Yeah, that didn't happen yeah. and it's never going to happen. No, for a brief moment, I thought maybe the world was fair. But it's not. It's because not. The, Vi- the, the Vikings get a parade of completely middle-of-the-row quarterbacks while the Patriots get Tom Brady for 20 fucking years. And it's, well, not 20, close enough. But it's, if he'd retired sooner, we wouldn't have had the endless debates about whether it was Brady or Belichick. We wouldn't have had the Brady versus this guy. All of the arguments, which we keep forcing people to have because we're generally the ones who bring up that we don't like him and say, I don't know, crowbar Tom Brady into a movie and TV podcast. (laughs) But it's other people's fault, you know? Oh, I completely agree. He is, yeah. I think the best way to describe my feelings towards Tom Brady is uh, I he is infuriatingly good and I struggle to separate off the field and on the field with him uh, because it just seems like he's a really weird dude. See, like the whole, uh, if you drink water, you don't get sunburned. Yeah, sure. there's all of that stuff, which is just annoying. Um, and TB12 feels a little bit Scientology-y. He's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that the thing that gets me more than anything is like I can respect a player who's really good, who I dis can still dislike, but I can respect. But if you've cheated, I don't have any respect for you, regardless of what he's achieved. At least two of those Super Bowls shouldn't. Yeah. What? So Deflategate, Deflategate, and Spygate, Spygate. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I, I, I think. He will, he will rightly go down in history as probably the best NFL player there ever was. Wash your whore mouth out. Yeah, but the same people who say that generally won't talk about the the other side. Hey, that will all everything. that will all be expunged. There's not going to be a deflated ball in Canton, is there? Oh God, I wish someone's going to do that. <laughs> but yeah, like I, uh, yeah, and also, I just really wish. I can't agree with you. The greatest NFL player of all time is Justin Tucker. Oh, well, no, to, 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 to be fair, there's a lot of NFL players I prefer to Tom Brady. I, I meant more, uh, uh, let's rephrase. Uh, he'll go down in history as having argue, the, the best NFL career ever. Fair enough. Like, just with the sheer number of records, what he's done to the game, he definitely kind of elevated, I think, the game in general of people trying to chase him. I guess but, there was also he was like he was the Michael Jordan, wasn't he? Yeah, and and uh, I don't know. Another side of it is when it's not a team you support, it's really boring when the same people win all the time. Yeah, I think even to a degree, Which is great. Yeah, it's really boring if you do support them. And I, the reason I say this is I uh, we've spoken about it at length before. Went to watch Watford Man United Man City in the FA Cup final. We got trounced, lost six nil. Uh, I left at the end of the game, obviously stuck around to the end, even though we were losing heavily, but left, got on the tube at Wembley Park and I was getting on the tube having left at the final whistle and there were already Man City fans on the tube not sticking around to watch the trophy ceremony because they've seen the one win so much shit all the time. Oh, I mean, I get it, but also... 
I don't know. Maybe it's because generally the teams I support have success droughts. Yeah. Like we win the six we win the six nations a lot, don't get me wrong, which is nice. But not gonna win it this year. No. <laughs> you know, world a World Cup here or there would be good. Scarlet's doing something would be nice. The Vikings doing something would be nice. Me doing something would be nice. You know, it's just a lot. And and the success Tom Brady has had. The weird thing as well, which is, is interesting seeing, is um people's perception of winning as similar to the Man City thing, actually, I guess. The perception of how difficult winning a Super Bowl is. Yeah. Has forever been fucked. Oh, it's been warped. Because winning yeah. a yeah, like winning a Super Bowl is super difficult, but people don't think it is anymore because Tom Brady's won so many. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Hate that guy. What a prick. But yeah, <sighs> I I am glad he has retired and I wish he had retired sooner. And Ted Two's a film. So those were our choices. Uh, out of your three, what's the top three of your three? Top of your three. three of my three... So in third place, I'm gonna go Sherlock Holmes. I think, obviously, it's there's, it's been done a lot, but the character and the stories are, you know, they do hold my interest somewhat. They're, so, at, at least the ways they're doing them have been in, even if they've done it a lot, they there's still kind of enough of a spin on it that I don't get immediately put off by the idea. Yeah, it's not a huge amount of um, Holmes fatigue. Second place, Michael Myers. Reason being is that I can sort of get behind more and more Halloween films if they just kind of follow a timeline rather than the Halloween multiverse, um, which I don't think we need. Um, and then in first place, sorry, James, you need to get to the retirement home, put your feet up, and remember the days of pussy galore because we don't need you anymore <laughs> we just don't need you james <laughs> that that would be great i would love a james bond film where he gets fired but like <laughs> not like uh, some cuts james yeah exactly like, i know there's been films where he's like lost 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 his job or gone off the rails or something at the beginning and then has gone rogue but just like a like a more like a kitchen sink drama yeah, just like uh, yeah, like you said, just a deep look at budget cuts and its impact on national security. Yeah, um, um, before you go into your top three of your three, um, Mitchell's versus the machines has got a nod for best animated feature. Yes, fair play, good for them. Good for them. If Will Smith goes up for a, gets a best actor, so we're as we're recording this, the Oscar nominations are being fed out. Yeah. If Will Smith gets nominated for Best Actor, are you going to just... Is that the podcast Probably done for today? Close close the laptop and say fuck it, yeah. Cool. So, uh, out of my three, um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go Dominic Toretto, number three. Yeah. Because even though I think the character needs to be retired, I do legitimately enjoy the films. And one could argue that maybe he is, you know, a, a big driving point behind them. Because um, I don't think Vin Diesel's got the ego to retire the character and still be involved. <laughs> no, probably um, not. Number two, I am going for Liam Neeson playing the same action role over and over again in a number of different films. Uh, just because, again, I think it's, it is diluting what could be quite a, 
exciting filmography and I just kind of want him to want him to stop a little bit. And then yeah. number one, obviously, is um Tom Brady. Uh obviously not only Tom do Brady. I not not only am I glad he has retired, but I legitimately wish he'd retired sooner. And all of the other stuff we, we said about him. So that's our individual top threes. But as you know, the entire point of this podcast is to come up with the podcast's top three. So what do you yeah. think the what what do you think the key ones are gonna be? Um uh, given well, obviously number one's picked itself. Number one's picked itself. Um second place I think uh would go to James Bond because uh yeah, just because it's been one of those long long running sagas and I think without like you were saying before if you drastically change it it probably doesn't become james bond anymore yeah or it continues being born so that would be second place and then third place um i was actually probably leaning towards either michael myers or dominic toretto because whilst you're right liam neeson does need a more diverse filmography i guess because it's not technically a specific character it's a bit easier to lean on Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious and say, if we remove him, we can have a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I, I think that's fair. Um, it's very for what it's worth. My three and two were very close today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, out of your ones, if anything, I think I might have lent Michael Myers one, just because um, that that I still think somewhere there is an exciting way to do a James Bond movie. Um. I think the Michael Myers ship has sailed. Yeah, I guess I guess my my point there would be that James Bond has been going for a lot longer than than Halloween. Yeah, that's that's fair. Therefore, um, you know, well, he's Halloween ready. was he's obviously ready. originally a pagan festival. Uh, maybe he's James Bond to, was. Uh, maybe maybe it was. James, yeah, James Bond was a was a pagan thing that was co-opted by Christianity. This is back to um, the Wicker Man. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. it was... Yeah, he's 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 served his time. He's ready to pick up his MI5 pension. MI6. Well, whatever. This is how much I don't give a shit about James Bond. <laughs> that, that's fair. He will, he'll... They'll, so they'll, the next Bond film will be Bond being forced into a desk job, hoping he retires by himself. Yeah. No, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's fair. You have you have won me over with your uh, with your argument. So I, I'll happily have James Bond in the top three. So then, for you, it's Domin- Is it Dominic Toretto versus Michael Myers? I think so. Yeah. Which I is a more exciting film so. than either of them have been in their own for a while. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between? Because it would be Dominic Toretto, just because Vin Diesel contractually would have to win. He'd put it into the contract. Yeah. I don't know how, um, but he'd find a way. Probably he'd drive a knife-shaped car into him. It would be more realistic than him having beaten the Rock in a fight in a Fast and Furious Five. Fast Five, yeah, it's one of them. Okay, that is that. That's quite a tough one, actually. To bring it down, I would. I I would go Michael Myers. I would say Michael Myers needs to uh, be hauled into the monster head office. (laughs) <laughs> have a t- have a telling yeah off. just I, I don't know I, I... Freddy, Freddy Krueger sat over the other side of the desk like Michael look it's just not working out you need to stop branching off into all of these different you need direction Michael Michael you need to make a choice and you need to stick with it alright none yeah. of this 
Look at look at Jason, Michael. Jason's he's done some stupid stuff. He went to space, but he's never diverted from the timeline, Michael. That's the thing. Like, there's a, there's a way. So Star Trek diverted from the timeline very cleverly. Michael Myers. I I think if you have to use the phrase, actually, it ignores all of these films. Yeah, the character by default, someone should turn around and go. You know what? Maybe we should retire this. Well, or you say. Or it becomes a different character in the same yeah. universe, kind or, of thing. Or yeah. why the same universe? Well, like, yeah, just, it, it just becomes a different, a different, movie. A different film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we will uh, we will seductively slide that into number three. <laughs> Premise approved. Premise approved. Ah, two. Prove the premise. So we, we're, we're uh, so locked in. Locked in. We're locked in. We have locked a locked in, in jingle as well. At locked some in. point, we're going to have to come up with a list of all of the jingles we've acquired. I was I was talking my partner through it the other day, and her response was, "So you've basically become like shit shit radio DJs." It's like, yes, we have, and I am completely fine with that. Become? I think that's what we've basically always been. It's it's always <laughs> been the dream. Um, but we're good. We're good. We're done. Yeah, I'm Enjoy. just I'm just struggling because um, the the dog has decided to let off something rather noxious in my vicinity, and, and I'm uh, struggling to speaking speaking of Oscar nominations. That is truly the power of the dog. <laughs> um, so nice. the podcast nobody asked for's top three characters who should have been retired. Number three, we have Michael Myers from uh, the multiple different readings of the halloween series uh number two we have james bond and number one we have tom brady because fuck you bro um if you agree with our choices oh, fucks will smith got a nomination oh, fuck's will smith got a nomination nicholas cage it's obviously the v uh, the williams sisters film we wanted was about their fucking dad but yeah so if you if you agree with our choices um if you're Slightly annoyed that this episode built over an hour and 40 minutes to a punchline that we don't like Tom Brady. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. And you can also find us on Patreon uh, at the podcast nobody asked for, where you become a friend of the podcast and allow us to keep this going until yeah. we are the subject of somebody else's podcast episode of podcasts that should have been retired yes if if you if you genuinely expected anything else other than the tom brady punchline um then you know chat to us on twitter at nobody asked for pod i'll explain to you why maybe you um have missed the point of everything we've been speaking about for the past couple of years you can find the same place on facebook and um you can also find our website at the podcast nobody asked and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, all of that stuff. And if you can write a review in your review, put any future episode ideas you have, and we'll make sure we do the best ones. So that's uh, that's us done for this week. Your out of that's office, is on. your out of office is on. You're going to flee yep. the country and try to avoid this uh, Will Smith news. Yeah, although going to the country where he lives is probably not the best way to do it. But you know, true. You didn't think, and that also. Part no. Although at least, you know, the Super Bowl doesn't feature one of the worst supporting actors in Ted 2. Yes. I am very... Well, one, because the team I have money on got through to the Super Bowl. But I just... Yeah. 
Ah, uh, and the Chiefs not getting there as well. Again, as a neutral, it is nice to see kind of a relatively fresh pairing. Oh, it's fantastic. It's going to be, um, you know, even though... Oh, Pig didn't get it for best picture. Giving up. I hate the Oscars. Yeah, they're bullshit, aren't they? Yeah, no, I agree. And even as a, even though the Bengals are a AFC North sort of rival to the Ravens, um, I can't feel too mad about it. They've not had any success in about thirty odd years. Yeah. Who Who do you think is going to win? What's your prediction? This is coming out pre Super Bowl, but what's What's your prediction? My prediction is that the Rams will win purely because defenses win championships, and they it's it's a Extremely good defense against a high potent offense in the Bengals, but the Rams also have potent. a high potent offense. <laughs> they do, yeah, I do. Well, they do to a degree. I don't think they have a run game or a particularly good run game at least. A- 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 Acres is Acres is a bit. He's looking all right, to be fair. Yeah, um, he's he's I, very prone to a fumble though. I I think the Bengals will go ahead early, and then the Rams will fuck him. Yeah, I just think it's say I don't even think they will go ahead. I think it's going to be quite. I think it end up being probably. It won't be as boring as the Rams Patriots game because the Patriots also had a very good defense. But um, I do think it's just going to be a yeah case of the defense winning. Yeah, but we'll see. I let's say twenty three to seventeen to the Rams. Nice. I'm going to say let's go like thirty four eighteen. It's a high scoring game. Uh, I accidentally pinned you. Now you're really big. Nice. Right. <laughs> on, on that note, then. Um, yes. We're done. We're done. That's, that's, we're done. That's, that's done. Cool. Cool. Good times. Ugh, no one asked for this.